minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. Minus forty seconds. T minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's show on the planet. Of course, if you don't know by the news, before we get started to our actual show, um, we want to send our condolences here to Jay Briscoe of the Briscoes. I mean, um, of course, we kind of been highlighting him on our uh, channel all week, but we kind of want to, you know, uh, close it off here and pay our respects to him. Um, he did uh, pass away earlier this week, and um, it's very shocking and um, sad to get this news all of a sudden. Um, so we just kind of wanted to pay our respects for that as well. Um, Stephanie, when you heard about the news, how did you feel about it? Are you familiar with uh, the Briscoes and things like that? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, hello. And I do want to say um, when it comes to the Briscoe brothers, the first time I saw them, it was on an episode of Ring of Honor. And it would show on Saturday nights and Sunday nights as well here in Birmingham. And I would watch him and his brother. And I remember the first time I saw them, for some weird reason, I thought they were African-American. But they were very energetic um, in how they would perform. Um, and I knew about them from, of course, hearing about them. And I found out they were a very decorated tag team. And I respected that. Um, so getting this news Tuesday was really shocking um and very sad because it just seemed like that tag team always had the world ahead of them um it was almost like they always had you know so many different things to do they were current champions as it stands and it's just heartbreaking how fragile life can be but 
um, the best part about his life is the fact that there are so many people who loved him and who cherished having him in their in their lives. And my thoughts and prayers and good energy just goes out to his family, his wife, his children, and especially his brother, who he worked with for so very long. Like I can't even imagine dealing with a loss like that because I have a sister myself and I love her to pieces and to lose to I know how I would feel if I lost her um so I can only imagine how he's feeling right now so my thoughts and prayers go out to anyone who loved him and I just hope that they continue to find strength and peace in knowing that the love that they had for Jay Briscoe will always be enough and it'll never end, even though he's not physically on his plane anymore. Right. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, Joseph said the wrestling community has supported Jay's family and especially to see it felt like a dream. And uh, he thought it was a hoax. I think a lot of us did. Um, when you when you think about it, when you look at it, you're like, what? Like, whoa, whoa. It's like you see the news swarming all over on social media. And it's just like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Um, but to for it to be confirmed that it's true, it's just like, you know, I got introduced to them, like, I would say last year, to be exact, um, and I got my first opportunity to see them at the Multiverse for Impact. And then since then, I've been, when I, where I go to the Impact shows or pay-per-views and stuff like that, they will be there. Um, so it kind of sucks that the last time I saw them were at Slammiversary. Um but you know, I, I think that you know, it's gonna be it's 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 just really quite shocking. Um, I will have to say, but we definitely uh, pay our respects to uh, Jay Briscoe, his family, his brother, because his brother celebrated a birthday too. So it's just it's a lot that's just going on and happening. So just send send all condolences and love and, and support and prayers to them. Um, but you guys, on a lighter note, you guys know why we're here. Um, this is the Friday Night Smackdown and AEW Rampage post show. Of course, I am Dreon Santana, your editor-in-chief here at Women's Right to Talk. And also want to have the only dominating tag team in Women's Right to Talk history, the Salt Shakers. And of course, this is my co-host, Queen Steph Hardy, is in the building with me. And we're back together. <laughs> week. You know, last week I was at Hard to Kill. So yes. now I'm back and Stephanie is here and... I mean, you never know what happens. Sometimes, you know, we like to go do other things. You know what I'm saying? And we, we always come right back together. <laughs> yeah, and you look like you had fun at Hard to Kill, too. And that main event, whoo, all the emotions. And that main event was just so good. Like, kudos to Mickey James, the new knockout um women's champion and also kudos to jordan grace like they put on a heck of a show i had a hard time watching rampage and watching the end of hard to kill too on my phone my brain was split between tv and phone <laughs> but i just knew i had to see it because if this was going to be mickey's really like last rodeo and if that was going to be her last match then i had to see it and it was wonderful, and it turns out it wasn't her last match, but either way, it was still a beautiful showing. And to see you and Nikki there having fun was really cool, too. So, you know, last week I held down the fort. We were doing a good job with SmackDown and Rampage and a little bit hard to kill. So it was fine. But we are back together, and I'm happy that we are here. 
We are, we are, and I tell you, I, I think I am still recovering. I can't believe Hard to Kill was just last week. Like, it right. just like, you know, after wrestling shows, it's just kind of like, dang, what I'm going to do now? Like, I was just here last week, and now I'm back to my regular life. <laughs> it's awful. Right, like, like but, how do you get back to normal after that? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. That's how I kind of had to feel when I went to the whole WrestleMania weekend for the first time. It, it took me it took me a while to unpack my bag. I will say, <sighs> I, I don't know, I, I can't. But like I say, you guys know why we're here. I mean, we we really have to. We have a, a a swarm of the bloodline drama taking over tonight's SmackDown. I will have to say there's a lot of emotions. Um, and bags probably being packed real soon uh, with the bloodline. And I think that my my plan is coming full circle as when I say that the bloodline will be ending this year. Uh, so let's start off with the opening of the show. I mean, here we are. You see the bloodline. Everybody's pulling up, rolling up. Of course, Sammy's doing his handshake with, you know, Jim, with Jimmy, Jay, and all that stuff there. But when he gets to Roman, he tries, you know, Roman, you know, pound me up. Roman just like ignores the hell out of Sammy. Like he leaves Sammy hanging and it's like, oh no. Are y'all starting early? Like mm-hmm. what 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 is? I mean, solo, he's just standing, but he, he he leaves Sammy, Sammy hanging, and he doesn't even Sammy doesn't even know what to do. Like all night, Sammy has been in like pretty much distraught on the fact of like, I don't even know what's going through Roman's head. Like, what what have I done? What is it? Like, what what is the issue? You know what I'm saying? And Solo is just being solo, but of course we do know that they had the uh the contract signing for tonight uh between Roman and KO. I mean, Sammy is Sammy's in shock. He doesn't even know what to do right now. You know, I don't, I won't even know how to feel if somebody I thought, you know, was embracing me last week or a few, you know, over the course of the months. And now it's like, you wake up today and it's like, you know what? I'm really not feeling you. You know, I'm not. I don't like it. Yeah. Joseph said uh, all over the fact that there were our legitimate fears that Roman's 880 days as uh, of Roy Roma is in serious jeopardy when Kate with KO getting the third crack at Roman. That is very true. It seems as if like Roman and, and KO definitely holds it down at the Roy Rumble. But let's pretty much continue on. So we, of course, we did find out that there is actually a SmackDown titles contenders tournament happening. Um, with a lot of teams. So we have Drew McIntyre. So just to go over the bracket-wise, because I, I don't have – they didn't give me the full bracket. They just kind of gave me half of it. So I'm going to read who's all on the list of the teams, and then we'll dive in. So, of course, we have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, uh, the Viking Raiders, Los Lotharios, Hit Row, the Brawling Brutes, Imperium, Maximum Male Models, and La Garota Fantasma. And, of course, we started off with the Tag Team Turmoil Tournament with – the Viking Raiders and Sheamus and Drew, which of course this team has been formating um, for quite a minute now, um, I would have to say. And this was a great opening. 
But Drew and Sheamus won. I was not expecting the Viking Raiders to win at all whatsoever. But it's nice to see Sheamus and, and Drew running this thing again. Um, and, and I'm actually not really mad at it, you know, at all whatsoever. I mean, they do advance to the next round, I would have to say. Um, and, you know, uh, later on within the show, we did get um, Los Lotharios. We got basically all the tag team matches tonight. So we had Los Lotharios, we had the Brawler vs. Imperium, and we also had Maximum Miles like that other than uh, Drew and Sheamus advances, and then we find out later on tonight um, who will be in our semifinals going into next week. So, Stephanie, with Drew and Sheamus becoming a tag as if, like, you know, does this feel as if, like, Sheamus is, is like, kind of – I wouldn't say moving away from the brawling Bruce and having his own tag, but it would have been real interesting to see Drew and Sheamus and a brawling Bruce in a match together. Yeah, that would have been interesting, but I don't necessarily feel like this is like um, Sheamus sort of drifting away from the brawling Bruce because he was there to wish them good luck with their um, match. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in that with their first round match backstage, so I won't say he's moving away from them. Um, I would just say I feel like Drew McIntyre is probably the strongest asset that he has when it come when it came to fighting against the bloodline, and now that the Viking Raiders, you know, started mess with them, um, which led, of course, to this match happening within the tournament. Um, I wouldn't say he's away from the brawling Bruce, but I just feel like Drew McIntyre was just the strongest guy, you know, on his side. And, you know, they have their storied rivalry and their friendship together, too. Uh, so, I, so it's just once you tie those things together, you can't really go wrong with that. So this their partnership makes sense to me. Now, the only thing that doesn't make sense to me is the fact that it's like one minute they kind of like have the viking raiders look all strong and mystical at one point and then the next minute they lose again and it's just like y'all were acting all big and bad last week and then y'all have valhalla giving you sort of like a prophecy from the norse gods and everything but then it's like when it comes down to you know handling what you need to handle for the to be the contenders for the smackdown tag titles you know that doesn't necessarily work and it's just like what am I supposed to believe about the Viking Raiders if you're not setting them up to really be, you know, big and bad like they claim they are? But, you know, Drew and Sheamus came out the win- with the win, and I'm not mad about it. So, yeah. I agree. I mean, I you know, they did all of these vignettes for the Viking Raiders. They had them, you know, have their, you know, situation with Hit Row and, and Los Lotharios, but it just seems as if, like, damn, you know, what 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 else do you guys have for them? Right. Because right now, whatever it is, is not sticking at all whatsoever. Um, but we'll definitely dive into more of the tag team tournament um moving towards uh the show. Uh we did get a backstage uh segment with you of of one of many of the bloodline. Well, Roman, uh, Sh- uh not Shane, but uh Roman, Paul Heyman, and Sami Zayn. Sammy looks very sad, and Paul looks very like my tribal chief. Please give Sammy another chance. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is that you're going to say, but please give Sammy another chance. He didn't do anything wrong. And yeah. I mean, the Roman really told him to get out. He told him to get out, run to Kevin. Like, he really like shut out Sammy Zane. And 
Paul just he was hiding in his in his iPad. He was hiding behind his phone. He just didn't know what to do, what to say, how to feel. And Sammy did end up leaving. And it's just like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Like really, yes. <laughs> wow, Roman. This man has just shown his loyalty to you. And you have decided that right now you want to kick him out and say you want to be a part of this family, this bloodline, and all this and that. No, no, no. Get out. Go run to Kevin. Santana, <laughs> Roman suffers as, as fine as he is and as much as I've loved him for the past 10 years. Lord Jesus. Um, it's been a ride. Um, he sort of suffers from from narcissistic personality disorder. Oh God, here we go. This is no. I'm not making him. No, I'm not making any excuses for him. I'm not making any excuses for him, because of course, you know, it would be his responsibility to get the help that he would need for that. But a lot of the characteristics of someone with narcissistic personality disorder is someone who sort of, you know, lures you in with lots of love bombing, but then they sort of turn on you, you know, and go ice cold on you if you do something or say something that remotely triggers them or something like that. And this is a textbook case of it right here. Like, this is why I've been saying since 2020 that if anybody taking psychology classes in school wanted like a visual media representation of what that would be like he is the perfect candidate right here this is basically what this is and him treating sammy like this was just like bruh like what did sammy do it was all good a week ago and then all of a sudden you're just gonna flip on him because number one you're jealous of him and the attention he's getting and number two you just you're just snapping off of him because you just feel like he's like a fly that's just in your way and it was just, and then Paul was just looking so scared the entire time. But we'll get to Papa Paul a little bit more in a minute. But seeing Sammy being treated like that was just so sad. I was just like, you know what? Sammy just can't I don't feel when sad it comes to you. I don't feel sad for Sammy because he chose to align himself with the bloodline and all of that stuff there. And now look at him. I, I told y'all that eventually somewhere down the line, they was going to turn their back on Sami Zayn and started treating him like trash. This right here is the beginning. Of he ended up forgiving him tonight, but after what happens in the main event, uh, closing of the show, come Royal Rumble next week, we're going to be leading up to something for Elimination Chamber. That's oh, yeah. All, that's all I want to say about that. But let's continue on because I'm, he's getting too much of my time. Raquel Rodriguez said that she's going to enter the Royal Rumble. Um, a lot of, of course, you know, we're gearing up for Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is one week away, uh, come next week. And I mean, I'm very, I'm interested in seeing and noticing that the women who are there on the show actively um, are announcing that they're being a part of the Rumble. I'm happy about that. Please leave all the surprises to the surprisers, like myself. I love to be surprised. I, I don't want you to tell me that, oh, WWE Hall of Fame or Molly Holly or Mighty Molly or whoever she plans on being is going to be entering the Rumble. No. Don't tell me that. 
Like, let's just wait and see who else is going to enter. Um, but Raquel says she's entering the Rumble. And she's going to knock out all other 29 women so that she can go on to WrestleMania. Yeah, and she said she was going to represent for her family because, of course, it is going to be in San Antonio, Texas, which is where she's from. Or at least she's from Texas. I'm not sure if she's from San Antonio specifically. But she said she was going to represent for her family, her friends. Um, I believe she also said Tejanos, which I'm not exactly sure exactly what that means. But she was she looked like... So, huh? It's just like Mexicans. It's a certain kind of. Um, it's like uh, it's it's Mexican, but it is more deep to dive into. And I don't see okay. my word, but it's it's something that deals with her culture, basically. Yes, would, and yeah, she looked very spirited here in this um, promo, and she looked absolutely stunning. Like when she popped up on the screen, it's like all the lighting was hitting her skin really well. She had on the necklace, the hair, like everything. I was like, girl, you look so beautiful tonight. Come through, Raquel. (laughs) Stun us. Stun us with your beauty. I still didn't know where she got that bodysuit from when she went out there and and stayed Shasi, but I was I I I need to speak Spanish. Maybe she'll understand me because I was like, girl, where do you get this bodysuit from? She didn't say nothing. All right, let me turn the translation on. And so that you can understand that I'm trying to figure out where you got this body surround, but yeah, she's we'll a gorgeous woman. She is. She really is. Don't know how she got with that man, but here we are. Uh speaking of men, <laughs> <laughs> LA Knight, Lord. of course, is in action tonight. He makes his way uh to the ring to be exact. And he ends up facing uh, my hometown native. I did not catch his name. I don't know if they said his name. Um, I'm very, very unsure. Um, but oh, also, I wanted to say, going back to the Viking Raiders, they did have uh, a tribute to uh, them boys uh, on their arms. And I thought that was so, so, so amazing to have um, for that. But LA Knight has a match, but doesn't really have for long. It kind of got quick and over with before he got interrupted by Bray Wyatt's ass crack um, being out for the world. Um, to to see and, and notice, although his symbol was blocking it, but honestly, truly, what I, I whatever um, leg day that Bray Wyatt has, I need to be on because I don't think I better stay down that long <laughs> or get up. <laughs> My knees gonna pop. Um, but yeah, I mean, he you got know, mega knees, very much so. But or Sierra knees because uh, she she's that too. too. Uh, Firefly Funhouse returns tonight, and um, so did Uncle Howdy. We had every the, the sister Abigail is alive, the pig is alive, like everybody here, everybody is here, you know. And I'm 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 very petrified right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. But he he's so like ready to get his hands on Bray Wyatt, and I'm very eager to see this like this pitch black um match that they have at the Royal Rumble. Um, I feel like at the Rumble we will probably be introduced to some of the lively puppet characters. There has to be something that transpires um within their match like uncle howdy probably revealing himself maybe or like i said i think there are multiple uncle howdies that's what i think who are they i don't know 
But I think eventually somewhere down the line we'll we will know who the Uncle Howdy's are, as well as all the other, you know, characters on the Firefly Funhouse, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm finding out that LA Knight fought um Greg Jones. That was his name. Okay. But the thing is, though, I don't know if he was local or if he, or if I've seen him with the PC before. I can't remember, but I felt like I've he seen could. him before, and I feel weird about it. He could have been with the PC, but I, I can't tell you. But he got tossed out because L.A. Knight, you know, like he beat him up in, in short order. But then as soon as Bray Wyatt popped up, he tossed him flat out of the ring. I was like, well, dang. He did. What did he do to deserve all that? But seeing the Firefly Funhouse, though, really did kind of feel good because we hadn't seen it in so long. We haven't. And then to see all the other puppets sort of dust themselves off, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of dusty. Yeah, we ain't been out here in a minute. Um, And I kind of just took special joy in singing the Firefly Funhouse song because, you know, for all we know, you probably will never sing it again after uh the after next week <laughs> so we gotta enjoy it while it lasts but yeah this these mind games are just getting kind of crazy but i still enjoyed it for the most part i'm like oh bray what what you gonna drop on us i'm pretty sure because uh next week will be the going home show for Roy rumble and um whatever transpires it happens it happens that's all i can say uh so let's continue on within the show and move on to people that I don't care about. Uh, so here we are, uh, Hit Row versus Los Lotharios. Um, It was a cool match. I mean, Hit Row seems to be having some beef with Marco Cole because he said that Hit Row doesn't fly too well. And um, that's all I can really say about that. And Hit Row did win. Uh, Viva Fruit Roll-Up and Holding of the Tights by Tahuti, um or Ashanti Diadonis. I could like to call by his real name, but Ashanti Diadonis, uh Yeah, and they advanced to the semifinals. Um, Stephanie, any thoughts? Shout out to B-Fab. Uh, she got some, she added some orange to her hair. I still hate the white braids. I really do. They just, it just really throws off a lot for me for her with those braids, but Nonetheless, cute boots, I will say. Yeah, um, the thing that I feel about Hit Row is just the fact that I feel like there needs to be something more with them leaning heavily more into their heel characters because outside of, you know, B-Fab sticking her nose in the match like Joseph did say she did, which allowed mm -hmm. for them to get that win. Mm -hmm. um, and also with the... Um, with top dollar getting into it with Michael Cole you know like it seems like in ring it wasn't translating as well with them being healed like I feel like there needs to be something more in ring that translates with them being a little bit more healed because it seems like everything outside is working but everything inside isn't working I mean because even after the match ended like top dollar took one of the signs away that said hit row and tore it up into pieces and I was just like, okay, well, that's, you know, heel behavior. Mm -hmm. And the other stuff was there. But in ring, it feels like more of the same thing. And I just hope that they can, you know, click it together and just make it make sense. Also, I would like to say that I think it's funny that Michael Cole mentioned 
Um, it was either Michael Cole or Wade Barrett who mentioned the idea of Top Dollar not being able to dress well. And I really feel like between you and between Jabba Tears, they may have heard that. They may have heard y'all say that and just be like, you know what? Let's take that. <laughs> and I mean, just utilize it. And I was just like, well, damn. Where is the line? <laughs> Where is the line? Like, I mean... Literally, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. This is definitely a hot mess. Um, and I don't think it would get any better. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, I, I guess a part of me just doesn't understand why there's so much, you know, um, back and forth over the way he dresses. Because whenever I see him come out here in this money outfit, it just reminds me of Carmela and how she used to come out in her money outfit. So, I mean, and I don't recall anybody calling Carmela's outfit tacky when it was all money. So, I don't understand what the issue is. I think it's more so, like, when I looked at Carmela's, like, versions of her outfits that had money on it, you can tell that someone took time to create something that was suitable for her. Wow. You you can look at what Carmela had and I don't think you could probably like get it out the store or anything like that. But when I when I look at Top Dollar, I think Rule 21. Or, or City Trans. City Trans, East Fashion. Um for less, yeah. Bare my soul, you know, rainbow. Like I, this is what I get. You know, and, and this is how I look at all three of them. Like, it's just not top dollar. It's all three of them. They all are terrible dressing. The only thing that, 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 that I would say that looks nice is BFAB shoes. Other than that, nothing about their attire makes me feel like this is hit row. To be honest, it feels like a bunch of GTA characters on Grove Street. This is what I'm looking at. And it, it, it baffles me because I know they can do better, but this is what they give. So I'm not I'm not their silence. If so, they'll look way better than this. But you know, shouts out to them um for winning the match and advance to the tournament. They just won't be advancing here at the Royal Room because AJ Friends will not be here. Um, or Top Dollar, whichever one you prefer to come, he will not be a part of this. But guess what? The man who beat him, Ricochet, will be along with a lot of others who did announce uh, that they will be entering the Royal Rumble. We have Omos, we have Santos, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, uh, Happy Corbin, Kofi Kingston, Braun Strowman, who, who announced that he was going to be in the Royal Rumble too as well tonight. Sheamus, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Gunther. Drew McIntyre, and of course, the long-awaited return and multiple video package or role of recovery that we've been getting from Cody Rose, which we also did get another one tonight. And I mean, honestly, we're probably going to get one more or two more right before the Royal Rumble transpires. So, I mean, Cody Rose is headed to Royal Rumble. I know a lot of people have something to say about why the WWE announced that, and it's because they knew that the Dirty Chiefs were going to open up their mouth because that everybody wants to – be the one to say, well, I know this and I know that and not just like wait for shit to happen. But the other thing though, Daisy's been around for a very, very long time. And as kids, we didn't know anything about it. So now that we're our adults and we're in the field, you know, or we're watching and seeing what's on social media wise, we literally know about everything that goes on. 
And my thing is, I don't feel, I feel like with them telling a story of him coming back, it's like, it's making it more and more um, dramatic and really cool though. Cause it's really giving like, when you would watch certain people get injured and when you would miss them and you would wonder what's happening to them. Like it's very vintage, like ruthless aggression type or attitude era type of thing where it's like someone who's universally liked is you know gone out with an injury and you can't wait for them to come back and then boom here they are so mm -hmm. i actually like the fact that they're telling us that cody rhodes is coming back at the royal rumble because this is him continuing his journey and his odyssey that he said that he came back to wwe for because of course if he wins the rumble he has a ticket to wrestlemania to fight roman reigns for whatever title he wants to challenge him for that is a big deal and he gets to carry on his and finish his father's legacy the way he said he wanted to do when he first came back so mm -hmm. however they decide to do it regardless i mean here we are still watching it so it doesn't matter cody is still here because yeah. the adrenaline is in his soul okay so let him do what let them do you know what they're gonna do and also shout out to andrew sports medicine in birmingham alabama for fixing him surgery wise and also helping him with his rehab because we heal wrestlers down here so yeah cody rhodes is back let's be happy let's celebrate mm -hmm. and speaking of celebration charlotte flair um, of course, we made her long-awaited return uh, about two weeks ago, um, capturing the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Ronda Rousey has no longer showed her face again. Um, but someone who keeps showing her face is Sonya Deville because Charlotte is trying to figure out what is Sonya's issue. She has no idea why she has a problem with her. And Sonya comes out, and this just feels as if like Sonya is just upset at the fact that Charlotte comes in, gets a title opportunity, or basically challenges someone for a title, wins it, and then runs off and think that she, you know, earned it or deserved it more so than Sonya. And I just feel like it just even adds a little bit more as to why Sonya is being very envious of Charlotte. I mean, last week she she attacked her, they fall backstage, and all this and that. And tonight she even she sucker punched. Charlotte tonight and then walked out of the ring and you know it's like Adam Pierce like this here like I listen it's a great photo I will say the whole it is this should be memed. very much so um <laughs> but <laughs> but you know uh Sonya she leaves the ring and Adam Pierce comes out and it's just like what what, what are you doing do we not have this conversation it's like do we get Charlotte and Sonya next week, or do we get Charlotte and Sonya at Royal Rumble? I low-key feel like we're going to get them um, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was coughing yeah. up the store and I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay um i was just trying to make sure you were okay yeah. but back to the conversation at hand i feel like we'll probably get sonia and charlotte at um the royal rumbles um simply because i feel like there's maybe something else that they need to put on the card but then i wouldn't be surprised if it happened on smackdown either because it would just well actually no it would just probably just be at the royal rumble because the raw women's championship is also on the line um, at the Royal Rumble, and considering this is a big four, 
pay-per-view, I think, you know, this would be a good opportunity for Sonya to prove, to basically back up, you know, what she's been talking all this time. So, you know, I feel like it would be at the Royal Rumble. Because, honestly, that's where Charlotte, you know, performs her best at. It's, like, on larger stages. Not to say that she does perform well on, you know, free television, because she still does. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like it would be better suited on Royal Rumble instead of just on the go-home show before the Royal Rumble. I mean, honestly, you really never know with WWE. They will, they will give you a a match before you know a big pay per view happens. They've they've done it on multiple occasions. Um, <clears throat> Joseph said Sonya's confidence is getting better on the mic. I still fifty fifty on Charlotte as a face. She is better as a heel. Fans only love her because she beat Ronda. In their mind, she said the SmackDown Women's Division. As I can say, where she said it's true. Um, and then he said, yeah, I don't think Charlotte would sit out the Roman's champ. I could see this as a false kill anywhere. Charlotte wants to destroy Sonya. Sonya wants the title. That is very true. But it's all about exactly um, when is that going to happen. Yeah, I totally see it being a false count anywhere match. Um, because of the fact that like Sonya did attack her last week, um, backstage. So if this is false count anywhere, then I think it would be a good opportunity for Sonya because we don't really see Sonya in big match moments like this. So I feel like that would be really good for her to show that you know she's able to carry herself in these types of situations. Because even Charlotte told her in a promo that she always told her that she was a star, but she's acting arrogant, thinking she's just entitled to stuff. But I never thought I would ever hear Charlotte tell someone else that they were entitled <laughs> right. to stuff. Because because no shade to Charlotte, but she has been, she has had a history of feeling entitled to things. So I never thought that, you know, the roles would ever be reversed. But here we are in, in the today of things. And yeah, Sonya's out here acting like, you know, she deserves everything. But she's always jealous of those who accomplish more than her. So that's par for the course. Yeah, and I mean, what what more can you say? I will have to say about that, but I don't know. I don't know necessarily if this is something that's going to happen really soon. <clears throat> but if it does happen at the Rumble, then hey, it'd be nice because I mean, we only have one one title for the women on the line, and I mean, we don't really have anything for the tag titles. Let's start there. <clears throat> so. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to have this title, you know, take place at the Rumble, that's cool. Hell, they both of them could enter the damn Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Charlotte did it last year. Um, she or, or they might have something for the women's tag titles because, of course, you did have Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, you know, sort of ganging up on Dakota and EO on, on Raw this past Monday. So that could be a thing. That's true. Uh, I guess it's just. I guess however they choose to do it on come Monday, since it's yeah. Friday, then I guess we'll definitely find out. <clears throat> Speaking of finding out more of that, uh, once again, Roman is here on the screen uh, because we're in a, a secret life of what Roman Reigns is really feeling right now. Um, as the bloodline turns. As, yeah, as the bloodline returns. Um Wise man is back there trying to talk some sense into his head about Sammy and, and maybe how he, you know, you just should hear him out and, and you know, and things like that. And 
He brings Sammy does come back in uh, later on. Um, <clears throat> another vignette of Lacey Evans. Um, she gets more video packets more than anybody I know. And uh, well, maybe she'll be entering the Rumble. Um, who knows? I I could I could hear this to be able to lie to you. We have the same pose because I was <laughs> when they showed it. When they showed it, I was just like, girl, when are you supposed to show up? Because at one point they were saying it was supposed to be in another week or in two weeks or something like that. And now here we are in the today of things and you're not here. I don't I'm either. very confused. But the Rumble might be the better place for at this point because I, I, don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't need another vignette. That's what I will say. So hopefully it's the last one. Sorry. Hopefully she do. They bring it to the rumble. Um, <clears throat> so we move more into um the tag team uh tournament that they're having. The Rollin Roots um versus Imperium. <clears throat> I was very shocked uh that Imperium did pick up the win. Um I was not by no means like expecting that to happen by no means necessary. I really wasn't. <clears throat> so it, it really shocked me. But I mean, Imperium, they do advance uh, to the next round. And I honestly, I don't have, I really don't have anything to say. I mean, I just, you know, I thought maybe the Brawling Brutes would have took this, but they did not. Yeah, <clears throat> it's all right. I I won't be sad about it, you know. I, I won't be mad um, because I got to see I got to see Pete in person. So that's all that that's 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 my twenty twenty three right there. That that matters a lot to me. So yes, congratulations! I'm so happy for you that you had that experience. Child, I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I totally understand. But this match was fantastic, though. This was very NXT UK. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed this match. It's just like with um, Pete Dunn slash Butch's power, and you have Ridge Holland, you know, being powerful as well. It's mm -hmm. like, and then with Imperium, I was wondering if Walter was going to, well, not Walter, Lord, Gunter was going to come out with them. See, I'm already going back to NXT UK. Lord, no. Um, <laughs> You know, I was wondering if he was going to come out with them, but then he didn't. And he trusted them to actually, you know, put forth the effort to go forth in this tournament. And I'm glad they won. And they really did show out. Um, and they were very impressive in this match, especially Giovanni Vinci. With all of his, you know, rope work. I was just like, mm -hmm. okay, man, do it. You know, all the acrobats and acrobatics and whatnot. I enjoyed this match. So Imperium definitely sort of, you know, they deserve it. You know, it's sad that the Brawling Brutes don't get to move forward and, you know, represent for their team. But it's okay. They did a good job. They did. I will say that. Uh, so we got Karrion Cross who did enter the Royal Rumble as well. Um, he said once he finishes off Rey Mysterio, he's going to um, defeat all other 29 men. And yeah, I think he did not. I think he forgot how to count. But he did say he was going to enter the Rumble. Um, and Shayna said she was entering the Rumble as well to, you know, beat 
everyone limb from limb. So excited to see Shayna back into, you know, getting into the Rumble. <clears throat> Carrying not so much because you come from Rey Mysterio, and, and I don't like that. Just so you know. Uh, TikTok. Okay. Yeah, I hate the fact that even though I understand that Karrion Cross might be coming for him as a means of trying to put Ray out of his misery because he feels like his time has passed. Yeah. What I don't like is the fact that he's saying that you can't choose to be the greatest of all time and, you know, participate in the Royal Rumble and be a dad. And I'm just like, that is impossible. People have been doing that for years. Yeah. Whether they've balanced it well or not, because of course, you know, people have their various stories and their various experiences on the road. But for you to say that Ray isn't doing a good job of being a, like you can't have both, that's ridiculous. You can have both. You can also have you can have both and. So let's get rid of that rhetoric in 2023. You can definitely choose to have a family and also be the best in your career. And that goes for <laughs> men and women. So I hated it. So I hope Ray does be his butt like the godfather that he is. That I do agree. Um, so we move on to our final um, tag team turmoil for the, you know, the first round um, with uh, maximum male models versus like all different times. This was really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's always funny. To see the maximum male models out here wrestling because it's been a minute since we've seen them. They kind of been holding it down, doing some content and stuff. But um, Maxine looked really good. Zelina looked really good in her um, Boussier inspired uh, Puerto Rico, you know, Puerto Rico stuff. She looked really good, and she said she was entering herself into the Rumble too. So. <clears throat> it's nice to know that we have some we have we're having so many and a lot of people like you know saying that they're gonna be entering the rumble. Um it does make you feel excited. Um I Zelina is is to me like the queen of you know when it comes to anime and like cartoon, you know, video games, cosplay gear that she wears for Royal Rumble. Last year she came in as Madara. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <clears throat> she looked me too. So it's going to be really exciting to see who she does this year <clears throat> going into the Rumble. So I'm excited, but nonetheless, this was this was really really good. Um, I didn't expect the male, the maximum male models to win, um, but I am very excited for like the retirement to you know move forward into the Royal Rumble because Santos said he was going to be going off to Royal Rumble as well to enter himself in. So I mean, everybody's entering in the Rumble and. Trying to make a you know get to a brand, main event WrestleMania somehow some way, so I am fairly excited. Rolling Rumble is one of my favorite pay per views anyway. I've already went back and watched <clears throat> all of them <laughs> to say since like I went back and watched all of them as if like this is my first time watching the Royal Rumble for each of the years that went on and by. So I'm. Um, I'm at 2022 now to be to be safe, so I'm probably gonna finish that tonight too. Um, but yeah, like shout out to them. Uh, what did you think of this match, Stephanie? Were you shocked that like all different times were won? Um, and what do you think happens with maximum male models? No, I wasn't surprised at Legato del Fantasma winning um, because of the fact that 
we hadn't seen maximum male models on television or in the ring for so long. So a part of me really did kind of feel like, okay, Legato really might take this one. Cause even though I know they've been doing their thing with their content and being absolutely hysterical with that, you know, and kudos to them for that. We hadn't seen them in ring. So I was like, okay, well maybe they'll have some ring rest and maybe Legato will win. And they've been kind of on a winning streak lately anyway with Legato with um, Santos having beaten Kofi last week and now with this. And, yeah, I was really impressed, you know, with their um, showing in this match. And I'm glad that this, that Legato Del Fantasma team does move forward, you know, in the tournament. Now, another thing I will say about Zelina Vega, because, you know, I love my girl. Um Speaking to her outfits at the Rumble, like she came out as Vega one year um, from Street Fighter, and I thought that was really cool too. And you know, just a play. I on think her that's last when name. the first time she came to the first. I think that's the first Rumble that she had entered into where she came. Yeah, out. it was it was fire. Yeah, it was fire, and I feel like in my own perfect world, I feel like she would win. Even though I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I just feel like she should, she would be one of my favorites to win in a perfect world. Cause I just feel like she should, she could be a champion at some point this year. She could. She, she has it all to me. So I'm just like, yo, like make Zelina <laughs> champion. Like I am not going to stop pushing until they make Zelina Vega the champion of something. I don't care if they have to make a mid card title for her and <laughs> she has to be the first one. Just make Zelina a champion. Y'all already made her the inaugural queen of the ring. Make her a champion. Do it. Book it. Also, read my article about her on www.talkpod.com. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to see if they're going to <clears throat> push Zelina up to that standpoint of becoming champion. It's very possible. It could happen. Who knows? Uh, let's see. So, speaking of what else could happen, we might be a little bit on track right now um, with you know, Sammy actually coming back, being able to come back in and talk to Roman and see where his head's at. And, you know, he even gets the fist pound right now and everything like that. And he he tells <clears throat> Sammy to go get the Usos while uh, – because they're going to get it. They're going to – once they're done signing their contract, they're getting the hell out of here, out of Detroit. They're going to go somewhere else and just chill out and relax and all this stuff. And Sammy – he Roman tells Sammy to go uh, get – uh, the Usos while, you know, the wise man, him and Solo, you know, get ready to head to the ring and, you know, fist pump, all this and that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it didn't go down the way we thought it was going to go down. Come this contract signing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, any thoughts, Stephanie? Like, do yes. you think maybe, you know, Roman had a little bit of a change of heart for Sammy? Yes, um, this is where I think there's a phrase from the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding where Tula's mom said, if you've ever seen this movie, Tula's mom said, of course, the man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. I feel like in this scenario, this was where Roman is, of course, the head of the table and the head of the household, but Paul Heyman is the neck that turns. So... Paul Heyman was the one who told Roman, look, if you're going to have someone like him, you know, like Sammy piss, you know, in the castle, I would much rather have him piss in the castle than on the outside of it. 
and he was basically saying look it's better to have sammy on our side as opposed to having him against us and that is really what turned his turned roman reigns around to apologize to sammy yet again and manipulate him here again being an abusive immensely abusive person and bringing sammy back in to the fold and apologizing to him and saying yo i want you to do this for me do that for me you know let Let's pretend to communicate. Let's pretend to open, you know, up the lines of communication so everything is fine and everything is cool so that you can fit the narrative of what I need from you instead of me doing the same thing for you. And this was very manipulative and very layered and very dirty. And I loved it. (laughs) I love the storytelling component of it. Only thing I'm going to say is Roman is like that toxic boyfriend that you're with that y'all get into an argument about something and then he comes back around and he tries to gaslight the situation and make you think that, oh, well, everything is mm-hmm. fine. It's good. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. And then next minute, the shit hits the fan. And then tomorrow he's going to go right back to ignoring you and not returning your phone calls and treating you like shit. Poor Sammy. Don't feel bad for him because he decided to bring his ass over here in the line with these folks and they told him that it's about the bloodlines, about the family. And Jay told him a long time ago that Jay told that man a long time ago that <clears throat> to be a part of his family, like we don't trust you. You can't be trusted. And eventually it's going to be full circle while all this comes around. And Sammy will probably no longer be a part of the bloodline. And I'll be so happy because now we can, we can end this bloodline BS and we can move the hell on to Roman losing all his goddamn titles and going to hell home. But that's just me though. So, uh, of course, next week uh, we have Raven Sierra versus Karrion Cross. Um, this this will be the going home show for uh, Royal Rumble. Um, we also have the semifinals because uh, we have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Hit Row, who will be losing next week. Um, and Drew and Sheamus will be moving forward. You heard it from me mm-hmm. first. Uh, we also have Imperium versus uh, Legado de Retasma. Don't really know who's going to go here, but I know that Drew and Sheamus are making it to the finals. That's it. That's the tweet. That's nothing else that can be said. Um, whoever wins out of these two, We'll be really interested to see them go up against Drew and Sheamus because I'm not putting Hero in any of this conversation. So, um, and also, of course, you do know that Monday Night Raw is the 30th anniversary. Um, this is not no porno shit. Just let y'all know because it's Triple X here, and I know how y'all been acting all weekend because you'll see this. Um, but we do have W Legends coming in. We have uh, Ron Simmons, Raw Dog, X Pac, DDP. Um, fuck. Jimmy Hart, I want to say that is his name. Sometimes I'll be saying, yeah, I want to say his Jimmy name, Hart. Jimmy Hart. That's a mouthful of sound. I would want to say Jimmy Wayne Yang, but you know, he needs to be here too. No lie. I love Jimmy Wayne Yang. I know he's doing his party bus stuff. He needs to be a part of this somehow, some way. Uh, Jared Akilada, who is always here, the Godfather, Ted DiBiase. Um, I am unsure who the man is that is right next to him. I have actually no idea. I cannot tell you because I don't. Ric Flair, uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Alonja Blaze, and uh, Teddy Long. Notice I did not say the McDonald's guy because I can give two shits about him. And I wish he can go home too. Um, but these are the legends that will be here next week. 
well, this coming Monday. Uh, so yeah, Raw Third is gonna be a lot happening. Uh, Lita is. A, it was announced that Lita is gonna be there too. Um, some type of situation with Bailey and Becky because Bailey and Becky will be facing each other in the steel cage match, and Lita knows a lot about that. So very excited to see what uh, Monday Night Raw holds because me and Nikki will definitely be talking about it on the Monday Night Raw post show. <clears throat> but this is Tiff Friday Night SmackDown, and let's get into the closing of the show. So of course we have the Universal or the Undisputed Universal uh, contract signing with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. While Roman was chilling and hanging out with his feet kicked up, uh, Kevin Owens was coming behind, jumping everybody. He took out Solo, he took out Sammy, and then, oh, it's the IRS. Okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense now. All right, because he looks like somebody who's about to file your taxes or call you about your money. Um, Thank you. Thanks, Chad. And now, well, this is where we end up with. Roman gets put through a table. Uh, even the Usos tried to help, but it didn't. It didn't. It, they were un, they were unsuccessful. The bloodline was unsuccessful tonight. Rome, like Roman is laid out. Paul is somewhere hollering and screaming behind the titles. Sammy's nowhere to be found. Solo is knocked down. The Usos are knocked down, and Roman is laid out flat. And now everybody's trying to figure out what the hell is going on and how this happened. And Sammy is standing right there holding the contract sign. So it's like you know what. This is not, this is getting worse by the day. Come next week, I don't even know how Romans even want to feel towards Sammy. Uh, because I feel like he's gonna now I feel like Sammy's about to get the J treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he did kind of tell him don't don't come out there, you know. This is just me a me thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. When everybody else was falling on the wayside, Sammy did come out to try to fight, you know, yeah. in his honor. So I almost feel like Roman would have been pissed if he didn't come out there. But I guess this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So it, it, it kind of is because it's like, damn, you know, I come out here and I do help and then this happens. Or do I sit back, let you guys handle it like you say you were going to, and then... This happens, and then it's like, well, why, why you didn't come out? Where were you? You told me to stay back. You, I'm following your orders. And if I didn't listen, then it's like, why did you come out here? And it's like, what more do you want from me? Okay. Right. And also, let me just say, I love how Kevin Owens just came out there immediately with the smoke. He's tired of talking. He mm-hmm. is ready to fight. And I will also love to say the fact that he had on his Jay Briscoe tribute armband just like a lot of people have been and he came out there with that energy and started beating everybody's behind i literally feel like you do not come out there without you don't come out there wearing a jay briscoe band and don't come out there ready to handle some business and he came out there and handled everybody's business and then still signed the contract Roman has yet to sign the contract as it stands so i thought that was just really fire and it was a really good way to end i was like yep that's kevin well, that man was laid out. So, I mean, like, he can't sign anything when he's laid on his back. So, you know. Whew. I tell you what, Monday for, like, the Bloodlines Acknowledgement Ceremony, like, all generations and eras of the Bloodline is going to be in attendance. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's going to be quite interesting to see, will this ceremony end well? 
That's all I can say about that. But that does conclude uh, SmackDown, you guys. But of course, you know what we do here? We have two shows that we covered. Once SmackDown goes off, we dive right into Rampage. And this is where I allow Stephanie uh, to speak. And I shut up until I have something to say. <laughs> yeah. And before we get into the Rampage side of things, let me just say that I am very excited for Raw is 30 because um, Monday, the first episode of Monday Night Raw was January 11th, mm -hmm. 1993. And that was the same year I was born. I was born eight months later. So <laughs> in September. So the fact that me and Monday Night Raw have a birthday is just really insane. And I love it. Um, we're both turning 30 and I can't wait. Um, to watch it and I felt some type of way about that you know little vignette that they showed where they were showing all the videotapes and I was watching it with my dad and I was just like dad look at all the videotapes because my dad used to tape Monday Night Raw and Nitro back to back whenever he'd have to go to work and couldn't watch it live so he would tape it and then come home or come to my grandma's house and watch it. <laughs> And I was just like, and that was just a very memorable thing. And now look at us, we're all grown and old and we're still watching Raw. So, you know, it's just a very beautiful thing. Um, and yeah, Chad, uh, my birthday is in September, but thank you e in either way. But just the fact that me and Raw share, you know, a birth year is just absolutely fantastic. It just goes to show you me and wrestling were meant to be. But moving forward, um, we're going to talk more Hardys a little bit later. Um, but on this episode of Rampage, of course, um, it started with Ethan Page, all ego, Ethan Page versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, of course, this, of course, you know, when it comes to Rampage, they like to come in hot, you know, at the beginning of the show with their first matches. So Jungle Boy got to the ring. Everybody was waving their hands to the song because, of course, we love to do that. But Ethan Page wasn't in a mood for it. He really wanted to just get to fight immediately. So he yanked him down off the top rope and started punching on him and wailing on him and all that. And it was crazy. But the thing was, Ethan Page had an X factor in the fact that he had Stokely Hathaway, Private Party, and of course, Matt Hardy, my brother, out there, you know, to try to help him out a little bit or whatever. But it seemed a lot like Matt Hardy's presence was kind of taken away from him more than it was helping. So Jungle Boy um, was working a little bit slower, slower than he normally works in his matches along with Ethan Page, because of course, he's really small, so he moved, he tends to move really quickly, so that was what was going going on there so there was a lot of back and forth between the two but when it looked almost as if um jack perry was gonna lose hook came out of course with jungle hook and their little um connection that they've got going on so he came out there and then as ethan page tried to um utilize matt hardy's ponytail um with a cover over jack perry jack perry kicked out and matt hardy slapped his hand away and then jack perry rolled up ethan page for the win and so after you know jack perry was celebrating the win with hook or whatnot ethan page didn't like that so he challenged jungle hook to a tag team match um next week on dynamite so that's pretty much you know what was going on there um so yeah um, Jack Perry came out with the win. And this is also where I found out with my dad also also did not know that Jack Perry was the late Luke Perry's son. I was like, you didn't know that? But yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that either until like <clears throat> he ended up passing. And mm -hmm. so he decided that he wanted to actually, instead of just going by Jungle Boy, he wanted to go to buy Jungle Boy Jack Perry, his real name. Um, and I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. I did not 
then we never even thought that your son would have been like a wrestler at all whatsoever. You over here holding it down on Riverdale for what I from what I have been yes. watching you know, to this day, still watch. I would never thought this day. I was like, I was sitting there watching Riverdale. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. What? Didn't even see it coming all whatsoever. Um, I did think this match is really nice. Uh Ethan Page is wrong for pulling Mel Hardy's hair, sir. Okay. Trying to cheat the win. You could have yanked that man hair out. Um, but this was really nice opening. Uh it was cool. I thoroughly uh enjoyed it for the most part. Um it's nice to see that Hook, you know, is is making his rounds with a lot of people. First we got Hook Hounds in and now we're gonna have Jungle Hook. You know, I think they got like shirts and things like that probably gonna be coming soon and everything. Hook just making his rounds with people. Um, and so I mean I'm not mad at it at all whatsoever, but this was really good. I enjoyed it. Um ready to see what else what else transpires. Um with, with jungle hook to be exact. <laughs> yeah, I feel like jungle hook really needs to be on a t-shirt. I think that's an amazing name for a um tag team. So next week we get to see them get it cracking with Ethan Page and I believe and Matt Hardy. So mm-hmm. cool tag team action um to look forward to next week. So after that, we were able to get some a little bit of answers as to what's going on between Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, because, of course, they've been going through, you know, a little bit of a back and forth with the House of Black and then also with each other and wondering if they could really trust each other. So Ortiz was the first one to come out um, and he was in the ring with Tony Schiavone and he was talking about, you know, how Eddie Kingston sort of been a little bit, you know, unhinged and stuff. Um, but then Eddie came out and he was holding a chair and he also had on this hoodie that said Buffalo kids. I don't know exactly what that is. Um, but maybe it meant something nice. I don't know, but they wound up getting into a verbal confrontation where Ortiz confronted Eddie Kingston about the fact that he was about to hit Julia Hart, um, which isn't like him and isn't how he was raised in terms of putting his hands on women. And Eddie Kingston wasn't trying to hear that. So after they got into it a little bit, Eddie Kingston hit Ortiz in the head with a chair twice and left the ring. So it's pretty safe to say that their friendship is donezo. So Santana, how did you feel about this? <laughs> Anybody who watches AEW Rampage and whenever Eddie Kingston is on, is on the show knows that I could care less about that man. I do not care about Eddie Kingston at all whatsoever. Yes, he is unhinged. He can you attack you attack somebody who's supposed to be your friend, supposed to be your tag partner, all because you you got things going on with your own life. You know what I'm saying? And you want to take it out on everybody else because you you, you upset, mad, and miserable about whatever it is that's going on. And so you, you beat on your partner who's been by your side when everybody else was saying, that, oh, you need to seek therapy. We're here to help you, blah, 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 and this and that. Ortiz has been there. And now you turn your back on him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, and I hope that Ortiz gets his revenge, and I hope he beats the crap out of him. The same crap yeah. that Jay White is going to do very soon. Yeah, I feel like eventually that is going to come to they're go, they are going to come to blows in the ring officially and it's going to be an interesting fight to see between these two tough men. Like I can't, you know, it saddens me to see friends break up in this way, but sometimes, you know, 
that sometimes friends have to, you know, split up in order to really get some clarity on their own lives until they either come back together or never come back together. So you just never know. But yeah, that's how that ended. So next, in terms of match action, we had um, Brian Cage, the Ring of Honor World Six Man Champion, versus Willie Mack, um, who, of course, a lot of people know from the Independence. And um, this match was really good. Um, I've I had never really seen Willie Mack perform before, but what I will say is he really impressed me here because Mister Sir, for someone who um, is a little bit thicker he had an amazing amount of agility in this match he was doing all kinds of jumps and kicks and everything onto brian cage it was a very back and forth situation it was very different from how you sort of see these wrestlers come from the indies or from aw dark or dark elevation and then come on rampage and they just get beat by the star that you know this wasn't one of those situations willie mack really brought it brought it like in this match and i was really excited to see him really take it to brian cage all of his speed and all of it was just amazing like all of his like it was just really great but um basically the match wound up ending when brian cage finished him off with his version of a falcon arrow for the pin um so that was pretty much it and then brian cage was of course being rooted on by um prince nana so that was what's happening there but willie mack really has nothing to be ashamed of with this match because he did a phenomenal job um for his first time on television he didn't just let himself just get beat up and of course brian cage is set to go one-on-one with brian danielson next week because mjf slapped him in the face and paid him an amount of money to sort of beat up and break down brian danielson so he won't have an opportunity to come for the AEW title um, which I which I found very disrespectful Wednesday night. Because first of all, how are you gonna slap the person that you paying to help you? I mean, when you're MJF is from the seventh circle of hell and he needs help. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Satana. <laughs> I just think that MJF looks at himself like he runs a mafia or something, and that you know, I'm paying you to do this and I can smack you around if I want to, type thing. But I mean, Brian Gage, I mean, he's allowing it to happen, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he hit him back right now. Then, I mean, we, we, you're taking money from him. So, I mean, hey, you, you've you given him kind of like the privilege to do whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to beat the hell on you or beat the hell out of you, you're taking his money. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But this was a really good match. I know Willie Mack back from, like, being a part of Impact and stuff and actually seeing him wrestle uh, live doing the multiverse and actually having the multiverse uh, for Impact on WrestleMania weekend or WrestleCon weekend. And I actually did get a chance to meet him too. He's actually really cool. He's, man, it's funny as hell. Um, and, uh, you know, to know that he left Impact and he's been thriving very, very well on the Indies from moving on to like GCW2, being on AEW Dark 2, be doing well on AEW Dark. So this match happens again on TV. So that people who don't watch Dark or Dark Elevation will have the chance to see it if they do watch Rampage. And Willie Mack is really good. He's an amazing talent um, for, Absolutely. you know, like, for his size and stuff like that. You would think that he's supposed to be like, you know, more like slower and things like that. But no, he has a lot of um, endurance and he he has really good stamina. Um, and he's he's an excellent talent. And I mean, I'm I'm eager and interested to see how this Brian Davidson and Brian Cage match go. Um, I did get a chance to go back and watch Brian Davidson and Bendito. Um, yes, that was so good. I was so I was like, I was so mad I couldn't watch it live because I 
I, I work at a radio station on Wednesdays. Um, so I wasn't able to watch it live. And I was so mad because I was like, I, this was the only time I was watching AEW was for Brian Davidson and Betty Noy. I wasn't watching for nobody else. I was only going to be watching AEW um, Dynamite for that match in particular because I love Bandito. Um, I got introduced to him last year. Got to see him wrestle for the first time twice, to be exact. One at GCW um, and then also at Ric Flair's last match. And, I mean, he is absolutely, like, he's top tier. His gear is top tier. Everything about Bandito is top tier. Like, I am a fan, a huge fan, and hopefully one day somewhere down the line again, I get to see them wrestle live and maybe I maybe I, I get a chance to meet him and stuff like that. But I can kill this for Brian Cage. He doesn't do anything for me. He's just another juice hair uh right back that's just got muscles and that's it. I can kill this for him. I will say this about Brian Cage. The first time I saw him, he scared me. <laughs> he scared me because of how big he was. I was just like, is it is it really this natural for one man to have all of these muscles? Like, I was just scared. I was just like, oh, my God. Wow. I I mean, no body shaming, of course, because, you know, you're beautiful regardless. But Jesus, so many muscles. But, yeah, he wound up coming out with the win here. But Willie Mac won to even in his loss. So, yeah, Brian Dancer going to be him, though. I feel like Brian Dancer going to be him. He needs to. Yes. So moving forward with the rest of the show, we had the TBS champion. Yeah, I think Stefan's breaking up. But yeah, so we did have uh, Jay Cargill and Layla. Uh, great in action um, tonight against the Vanity Twins. If you're not too familiar with the Vanity Twins, they wrestle on the Indies. They're pretty new and upcoming. Um, I think like they're really cute gear, I would have to say. And it's interesting, it's very interesting to see Jade being in a tag with her one long lost baddie that is still lingering around, uh, which happens to be Layla Gray. Um, this was very good. It was nice for people to be introduced to the Vanity Twins who are not too familiar with them or their work um, and things like that. And I I, I enjoyed it. I would have to say. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Stephanie's, yeah, her thing was here at the end, but she's back, though. <laughs> oh, <He's> Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I enjoyed this match for what it was. It felt like it felt like Layla Gray and Jade really got a lot of offense in. And I feel like for this to be the first time I saw the Vanity Twins, I've seen them on Instagram before, but I had never really seen them like um, on a mainstream level like this before. Like they, their look is amazing. They look very distinct and beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of black women and their representation, but I literally hate that it felt like they got no uh, offense in. Like basically the way how I was talking about usual squash matches are with the other match we were talking about earlier. This is yeah. kind of what that felt like, and I was just like, "Dang, I really want to see more," you know, from the twins. But you know, it just felt like another "Let's beef up Jade and let's beef up Layla" type of deal. So. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, we did introduce a, a lot of you guys here who do watch the Turnbuckle Glam Show to the Vanity Twins. Um, 
because they they were like uh they, they were they, like the gym party category um because they were they were they were in the gym and everything um and stuff like that so um it was very really nice to, to finally actually see them in the ring like you said so if they didn't really get that much offense in you would have thought they would have but this is just something to just you know add on to jay's undefeated streak i keep trying to tell you about 51 somebody's coming in and take that title Oh my God! I don't know, but just who? That's the thing. Who could it? Who could it be? I said it has to be somebody who's bigger than Jade. There's only one person bigger than Jade, and I just don't know that if that'll ever happen. That's true, but never say never. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Statlander, she could once she kind of gets healed up and everything. She is still. Um, healing from her uh, knee surgery, everything like that. But she could, she could be. Did you see Britt Baker challenging her? Uh, if they wanted to do it, where Jamie is holding the AEW Women's World Title and Britt is holding the TBS title, so that the Pillar and the Killer are holding pretty much the main titles for the women, then hey, go for it. But that's only if they wanted to get it down to the line where it's Jade versus Britt. But since it's kind of like Britt and Jamie are like baby faces now, it would give it some moment in time because Jade is a superhero. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chad, mm-hmm. thinks, you know, his his favorite is Soraya, but we talked. Yeah, we did. But uh, Soraya has a has some other things uh, that she's. Um, Involved with in regards to with Tony Storm and them going heel Wednesday, but I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens though. Like with Jade, I mean, she didn't. She's had a, a nice run. She's been the only person to hold that TBS title, the first ever one to win it. She's she's almost back up to where she was 50, 50 reigns, you know, fifty um, wins and stuff. So. Who knows what happens with Jay, man? Or, or with the beds. I mean, still got Red Velvet leaning around. So, mm-hmm. Red Velvet want to make it 50 for her. <laughs> Ooh, you just never know. But either way, Mama Jade is still out here undefeated, still the TBS champion, and still has a sole survivor baddie in Layla Gray, who came out with the win in that tag team match. And thank you, Santana, for holding it down while my Wi Fi mm-hmm. was being stupid. <laughs> oh, technology. But the main event, of course, was Daniel Garcia versus Action Andretti, who is, of course, you know, turned the JAS upside down with him, of course, upset, upsetting Chris Jericho and beating him, you know, with us not really knowing exactly who he is outside of, you know, people, you know, who has been following his career. Like he really did upset them. So it's looking it's looking like Chris Jericho is sending all of his goons um to come after him and beat him. So this is where this match comes from. And of course, if Daniel Garcia had won this match and he would fight side by side with Chris Jericho in a tag team match um mm-hmm. next week. But you know, if he had lost, it would just be Jericho versus Sammy Guevara with a weird nickname that I will not repeat here because it's just it just doesn't fit them and it's that they're just not cute. But moving forward, the, the match, huh? I don't even know what the nickname is. <laughs> okay, so Chris Jericho has been calling him and Sammy Guevara the sex gods. Mm. 
know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is disgusting. It is. It's 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 TMI to be. Honest. I don't mind it with Chris Jericho though, because I I was it's definitely was my first Chris Jericho was my first love when it came to wrestling. Like he That's was great. Top tier for me still. Even even at his older age. I mean, I never saw Chris Jericho in that way, but I definitely don't see Sammy that way. So I, mean, I, I, I would pass on Sammy. I would rather I'd rather somebody throw nails at me before I even look at Sammy and Guevara that way. He's like he bite people. No lie. <laughs> he just look like you can't. I, call him him Chris Jericho, though. The- I don't mind it. Like Chris Jericho wanna call himself Sis God. Mm. This girl is here for it. There are better. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, respectfully. But to back to the match though, this match was pretty good. Um, Andretti, of course, you know, and Daniel Garcia, you know, talked at each other before the match. And it looks like their promos that they're doing before the main event are sort of changing. It's like they have Mark Henry doing the intro, and then um they have the promos, and then he's saying it's time for the main event, which I think is kind of different, but, you know, it's whatever. So, the match was pretty good for the most part. Um, Daniel Garcia um, kind of charged at action Andretti um, in the corner and attacked him before he was even able to remove his gear. Um, and I was, and then I, and I was just like, well, dang, everybody's just coming in hot tonight. Um, and then after he recovered, Andretti kept made a comeback and here again, he was showing more of his impressive in-ring work and uh, a lot of his high flying skills or whatnot, like with a really cool suicide dive. So in the end, action Andretti wound up winning the match, much to the chagrin of Daniel Garcia and Sammy and Chris Jericho, who were on commentary and they were definitely pissed off about it. So, Action Andretti continues to upset the JAS, and there's a war that just keeps continuing with them. That will, of course, continue into next week um, and the episode of Dynamite. And, of course, they did announce some matches of terms in terms of the women. It will be a triple threat between Tony Storm, um, Ruby Ri- not Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, <laughs> and um, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um... And then, of course, we have the match between Brian Cage and Brian Danielson as well. So, yeah, that's how Rampage ended. And Santana, how did you feel about this match? And how do you feel about the episode of Rampage as a whole before we wrap up? I wasn't going to get rid of this action guy. Um, first, you come in and you beat Chris Jericho and then you beat Daniel Garcia. Like Those are my two tops right now. And you want to play around and you want to bring this curly fried head guy to AW and mess with my people? I am I am highly upset. I feel very disrespected, and I hope he gets beat the shit out of. Eventually, they're gonna jump him backstage, and I hope it happens. Everybody just take turns whooping his curly fried head. Bits. But I will say this is a really nice match. I love seeing Dan Garcia wrestle. I think he's absolutely amazing. Um, Mr. Action Jackson here, whatever you want to be. Uh, He's he's all right, I will say. But I'm just but I do 
I did, I did, you know, notice something, though. It felt like when Daniel Garcia came out with Sammy Guevara during his entrance, Sammy mm-hmm. was trying to hug him, and he didn't feel it. Like, he was not feeling the hug. Like, do you sense, a, like, some dissension between Daniel Garcia and the rest of the JS crew? I do. I mean, of course, they, they, they kind of teased multiple times where, like, Daniel could be separating himself from uh, JSA. Uh, J J A S and everything like that, and then you know, kind of reel back in. But I just think he's pretty much probably sick of Sammy Guevara. Like, who's not sick of Sammy Guevara? That's right there. Like, he just Sammy Guevara has a punchable face, and I just feel like eventually, somewhere down the line, Daniel Garcia is probably gonna punch the man in the face. That's that's all I can say. So, I don't know. Yeah, and honestly, there's. Yeah, there's just so much going on with them. But I also do want to get your opinion before we go about how you feel about the turn of Tony Storm and Soraya. Um, when I did see it, I was I was like, wow, yeah, why would I want to use Willow, you know, as a person you want to turn on? You know what I'm saying? I was not ex- I was not expecting them to do a heel turn anyway, or to really like just jump on Willow the way that they did. Um, I mean it's just kind of it's just it's just interesting for that to happen because like I mean it's just it's just like I don't know how I feel about it because it just it's it's gonna feel weird having having Tony and Soraya as the heels while you have Jamie and Britt as baby faces like you know and them jumping willow i didn't i didn't too much care for it and i and i love tony storm i love tony storm i like soraya but they just don't feel they just don't feel like AEW to me like when i i don't i don't care for them over there in AEW that's the thing it's just like when you when you come from a company like WWE and you go over to a company like AEW it it just doesn't it doesn't give me like what I'm needing. I'm 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 needing like you to be better and bigger than the character that you made over here in this company. You know what I'm saying? Like when I look at Adam Cole, Adam Cole is to Adam Cole, you know what I'm saying? But you can still you can still see a little bit of a difference. Like we look at Chris Jericho here at AW versus Chris Jericho in like WCW or Chris Jericho over here in WWE. There's a, a there's a, a, a lot of differences going on, you know what I'm saying, within the characters and stuff. So them turning heel is gonna have to grow me. I'm about to see what else they pull out, you know. Adam Cole was Adam Cole for the deep. Yep, shout out to Nikki in the comments. Um, but here's my take on it. I did feel a little bit weird about them turning heel, even though there was you know, a story that's interesting that I hadn't really heard before. It was just like, you know, the people who are coming in, I guess you could say the AEW transplants versus like the AEW um, homegrowns. Mm-hmm. If that's the right word, I'm going to try to find a better word to call them. But it just felt like, I was just like, why? 
why do that when you came over here, you know, for a better opportunity and you're trying to act like you're better than these women and make it seem like you've experienced more or done more than these women just because you you worked with the other company? Like, I hate that because you left them. The AEW Originals. Thank you, Nikki. The AEW Originals, like, it's late. I'm sorry. Um, The AEW Originals, it just feels weird for you to, you know, talk about them as if you're better than them. And it's just, and talk down to them like that. And for them to turn so quickly, it was just kind of like, why? You know, wasn't it just a few months ago when we were, you know, happy that Soraya, you know, finally got back in the ring? Like, weren't we just happy that Tony Storm's championship was actually being acknowledged as a full-fledged championship and not just an interim? How do you just flip flip like that? It just makes no sense to me. It doesn't make that much sense to me. I feel like they needed to to do more and more to who they are kind of situation. Like, because eventually somewhere down the line, this whole baby face run, she was just going to end up running out and just not being what it needed to be. And I just feel like when you have someone like Soraya and you have someone like Tony Storm, they, they are considered to be like the outside girls, if you want to put it that way. When you have someone like Britt and Jamie who's been there, you know, you coming in over here, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you you just, you can't be mad at them. You came over to their company, you know what I'm saying? They've been right. here. They've been holding it down, putting on matches and, and things like that before you brought your ass over here. So you and can't be mad at them, you know? And then on top of that, it's low-key giving classes because you're making it seem like like you have all this experience because you know you've you know been on this bigger platform but you're acting as if just because you know these women you know were on the indies before they were on this big this big AEW platform then that means they haven't been exposed and that's ignorant mm -hmm. that's ignorant and i feel like that's very classist and really dumb so i hate that the only thing I can say is I just I need to see how this plays out over here with them being, you know, heels and, and everything like that and see what they do. Uh because yes. first him for them to turn on like Willow was just out of nowhere and weird. There wasn't anything that kind of made that kind of led up to, oh, well, we're not we're not liking how we're being treated here. We're being treated like we're outsiders and things like that. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like they really didn't have anything else for them to really do within the women's division because there's not really any like major, major storylines being made or being told or being talked about that would allow them to be, to, to, to stay relevant at all whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Joseph said Jamie only became real women's champion so Dr. Burberry could beat her for it. So it's why I was against Mercedes Monet going to AEW. Impact would be better suited. She wants to be on TV in states outside of New Japan. I mean, if if Impact has the persuasion to bring Mercedes Monet to Impact for a couple of tapings, Mm. It is going to be a lot to deal with. That's all I will say. Uh, that would be huge for them, though. It, it would be. Nikki said, Brittany Jamie being the face is perfect right now as far as Saray and Tony 
storm being healed to me, um, there's no benefit for them. That's true. Uh, they should have attacked you at this point. Uh, when you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I guess you that out of here. When when Brit don't be Jamie, it's Jade. Then what? I I don't know. If if Brit goes on to be Jade, then I mean it is what it is, right? Impact not getting Mercedes child. You can hang the shit up now. How do we? How so? How do you feel about Sheeta and all this? I I'm not the biggest fan of Sheeta. I think she's cool, you know. But outside of that, I don't. I don't. She's not there enough for me to feel like, dang, I should care that she exists. Same with Rio. Like Rio pops up every blue moon and everybody goes crazy, but I don't I don't feel anything from her either, you know? Yeah, and I feel like the thing about Sheeta is I feel like she might be one of the ones getting kind of lost in the shuffle because I mean when she like she was kind of the main reason, like I I was expecting her to be healed more than I was expecting Tony and Soraya to be healed because it was Soraya who chose Tony to be her partner in the first place. And Sheeta was the one who showed her displeasure with that choice. So I thought for sure, you know, maybe it was going to be her that was turning heel when she brought out the kendo stick. And then it turns out that Dr. Baker wound up using it. And then she was looking like she was lost. Like she didn't want her, to do it but then it was like they were trying to figure out what her intentions were and that was where i thought maybe she would turn heel on them this past week and that wound up not happening and it wound up being tony and soraya and that wound up confusing me so i feel like in with tony and soraya turning heel i feel like she is getting lost in the equation and lost in the shuffle here and it's a shame so i don't know what nikki said though i don't know what they would have for she to be honest, I mean, outside of her being someone who came from stardom, outside of her holding a title um, and things like that, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, it would be nice to see the first ever women's blood and guts match. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. It just kind of just really depends on, you know, who they choose to put within that match, though, to be honest. But I don't know. I just, I guess I just need to watch over the next course of the weeks of how this Soraya and Tony Storm heel goes um, and how it, 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 it may, it may have sound good on paper when they were, you know, discussing in the writing room, but how long is this heel turn going to last before we don't see them for, you know, or they are not, you know, doing matches or things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they need they need to add if they're gonna be heels, they need to add someone else to their to their little faction here. Who is gonna be? I have absolutely no idea. I can't even tell you. But if they want to add some more women to this faction here that they may be trying to put together of them being heels, then maybe it could go somewhere. But as right now, I'm up in the air with it. Whatever happens, it happens. Um right. hopefully something good. Something I can say about that. Um Mm, I don't know if I want to see all them up in there. Some people, I feel like some people could be taken out. To be honest, like she done being yeah. over there with Jamie and Ruby is like, ugh. <laughs> she didn't go team like with that somebody. Would be fine. She didn't go team with somebody who like she done Ruby, Willow, 
joining forces with people that they've had some encounters with is crazy. Same thing about the up for Liz. <laughs> mm -hmm, honey. But <sighs> that was Rampage, you guys. That was SmackDown as well. Um, you know, I mean, there's not many on the roster to begin with, to be honest, with Eight minute subs you can pick. Hell, Thunder Rosa gonna bring her ass back. That's what's gonna happen. You got Dollar Rose still, you know. That could be utilized somehow, some way if they wanted to. Um, that's pretty much all I can think of as of right now. Um, you got Emma Sakura. Um, few other few, few they can go grab some people who be on dark every week, you know, and add them and add them somehow, some way, you know. Um, but yeah, that was that was SmackDown, that was Rampage. Uh, we thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, definitely make sure you check out the website, wtalkpod.com. Uh, articles going out each and every day. We are trying to gear up a little bit for uh, Black History Month um, and things like that. So just so you guys know. Um, let's see. Terminal Glam will be on Sunday. Uh, we will be returning on Sunday. We got some new looks and all that good stuff. So yeah, y'all definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, I mean, you got Nyla and Marina would have to be with, with Sarah and Tony. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would not be too negatively opposed to that. Hunger never has never had TV time that ain't changing. Hey, listen, it's 2023, anything is possible. <laughs> Some people we never seen before can have so much TV time. Hell, they give into to this, this action guy who keeps beating up on my people. So, I mean, hey, if anything is possible, it's possible. Um, definitely make sure you guys check out our socials at WTOPPOT as well. Check out the Instagram. Check out the Twitter. Definitely check out the YouTube channel. We got some interviews going out real soon. One of the one out uh, Monday with uh, Ruben Hardy. Uh, Nikki did the interview with that. So, definitely make sure you want to check out that because you don't want to miss it. Um, get to meet you know, how the golf, the baby, and all that good jazz there, too. So definitely look out for that. Um, and that's that's pretty much about it. Uh, Stephanie, let everyone know where they can uh, follow you at and everything like that. All right. Well, always notice you can um, find and follow me, um, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And also you can follow and listen to my podcast, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, everywhere you get your shows, audio, and also on YouTube at The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I have a new episode out with Sir Wilkins of the Jobberteers Podcast because he has a really big match that I am sponsoring on tomorrow with Battle Club Pro. Well, Welcome to New York versus What Culture Simon Miller. So please check that out and listen to that episode. We had an amazing time. Um, and just continue to support me and my brand. Um, buy my t-shirts from For Your Wear um, slash Hardy Wrestling Podcast with Alabama Wrestling Fighters. Please check that out. And just continue to support me. And also you can catch me on Mondays on the wild superheroes after show and also on this after show as well but i have some changes to my schedule so you never know where you might catch me but just know you can catch me regardless and you will see what i've got going on if you just follow me on the tick on the twitter and on the instagram so yeah <laughs> and that's for me um you have no other choice but to google me Driana santana d-r-u-n-e that's where you can always find me 
Um, you can catch me on Turnpro Glam this Sunday. Um, you can also turn back around and catch me on Monday with my tag partner, Nikki, where we'll be talking about uh, the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. And then full circle again, you catch us on Impact um, for the Impact after show. And then uh, rolling back around again to Friday Night Smackdown and Rampage with me and Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> not, hold on now, Chris, Stephanie signed a multi-year contract. Impact Wrestling contract. I'm screaming out loud, child. Hey, speak it. Speak it. Is crazy. Like, I'm not even 30. <laughs> I'm not even 30. And it's just like, wow, wrestling, like, Raw has been around longer than I've been born. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, yeah. But thank you guys uh, so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we thoroughly do appreciate it a lot and continue to support us here at Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Bye, guys. See you guys next week. <laughs> Good night. Women's Good Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs> <laughs>